This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Welcome to the Nakuda podcast. Today we'll be discussing the parshas of Tazria and Mitzoyra. Uh Sorry we weren't able to deliver a podcast last week. The parshas Shmini was a little bit tight with the, uh, let's say, uh, Yom Tif coming relatively late. So anyway... Um, I did want to mention, though, as a introduction, that we can relate a major Indian, a major uh, topic, which is discussed in this parsha, to something that came from the previous parsha. In the sense that parsha Shmini, Shmini as we know, did discuss the uh, issue of uh, kosher and non-kosher animals. Um, and this brings up the whole issue of you know how to eat, what we're allowed to eat, and what we're not allowed to eat. As we know that um, obviously the process of eating involves a mouth, and the mouth has to be open and closed. As anybody knows, uh, trying to feed a um, not cooperative baby, uh, they can you know sometimes close their mouths and refuse to eat anything. On the other hand, they can sometimes open their mouths to eat things that are not food. So that can be somewhat frustrating and not necessarily healthy. Um, in other words, it's a problem when a person wants to eat things that are not good for them and doesn't want to eat things that are good for them. Uh, and the whole thing is dependent on the question of whether you can get the mouth open or not. If it's open when it's supposed to be closed or it's closed when it's supposed to be open. And uh, the same thing can be said of speech. Um, the issue of dibber is also dependent on opening and closing the mouth. It's uh, very, very difficult to communicate without opening one's mouth. On the other hand, sometimes the mouth should be closed when it is opened. People say things are inappropriate or they're not in control of what comes out of their mouth. Uh, this can be a big problem. So the whole thing, again, comes down to this question of uh, are we in control of what of the opening and closing of our mouths? And this is, of course, uh, the issue in Metsoira with um, the general um, uh, cause, reason that's given for the punishment of uh, leprosy of, of, of Tsaras is specifically speech. It was Lashon Hara. The person is speaking badly about others. Uh, that the uh, the punishment for that is um, is the uh, leprosy. Now, once we've figured that out, the next thing to qu- the question is: How is it remedied? What is the uh, solution for that problem? Um, and uh, the 
process that's described in the course of the parsha is that the person has to go to the coin, and the coin has to make a determination whether this is indeed uh, saras or not, according to the various categories. That because we know that saras is kind of a supernatural thing. It's not uh, a medical condition, something, something you go to a doctor for, something that's um, dependent on, again, a, a kapora for, for uh, a virus that the person has done in terms of how they've spoken. So uh, the solution for that is that there's a process of trial, you know, where the person is... Um, Isolated, quarantined for a certain period of time. And um, we see the progress of the symptom. And we um, determine whether it's getting worse or it's getting better or it's just saying the same. But that process involves something called skirus, or actually, I mean, if, if it's determined to be. Indeed, saras, the person is uh, really locked away. It's a you know, lockup. It's, it's not allowed to go into normal society. So that is um, then the solution in a sense is becoming closed. You're being sealed up. You're, the, the door is closed. You're not allowed to 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 open it. You're not allowed to go out, or at least you know not in, in uh, among people. So, I mean, the one reason it's given is that the person is, uh, has acted in an antisocial manner, so therefore he's forced to be antisocial. Uh, another um, another uh, issue that's discussed is that the process of being locked away is, is uh, for a week, you know, seven days, which is an idea of um, the seven midas, that a person has to, you know, go through a process of investigation of the midas that he uh, has displayed and uh, has to do tshuva on those midas before he can be expected to be uh, healed from this affliction. So it, 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 the, the idea of being closed, uh, closed away is a very you know, significant part of the whole process. The other thing, though, that uh, is discussed in a lot of the Mephorshim is what does it mean to be closed and what does it mean to be opened? There's an idea of a, of a shar, a pesach. <clears throat> I was learning in one, <clears throat> one discussion of the idea of the, of the shar, the mois, enoi, ninol. There's an idea that the, um, the gate of tears <clears throat> is not locked. And was when a person davens. So there are various sharim, various gates in Shemaim that have to be opened in order for their prayers to ascend and to you know, enter into the higher realms in order to be accepted and uh, acted upon. Uh, and there's a whole question of you know, what is able to penetrate those, I mean, to get, get past the gatekeepers and to penetrate into those higher realms. And uh, we're told that, you know, that, that a lot of these gates that it could pass through are, at least in present days, are closed. They're locked, but the, the the gate of tears is not locked, meaning that a person can, with with through through, through tears, uh, they're able to accomplish things with prayer that they wouldn't be able to without that. 
So why specifically tears? What is special about tears? You think that maybe if you just sing in a beautiful voice or if you had a you know, good choice of words or various other things that would allow it to go through. But when we talk about a person that uh, becomes emotional about something or that, uh, that, that emotion is able to reach a level of expression whereby it, it, um, it expresses itself in, in, in an emotional display, we say that the person has opened up. A, there are many, many stories about people that are uh, go through traumatic experiences or uh, mourning for various things, and they become closed. They they get locked up. They they're not able to express themselves in any way. I remember a story about uh, uh, Manus Friedman told a story that he went to to um, visit a woman who had experienced some kind of a terrible tragedy, and she was just totally. I think this was a story. And uh, it was totally uh, closed off. And it was a whole exchange there. But in the end, the woman uh, the, yeah, the woman just like separated herself from society altogether and she was not able to f- feel any emotion. And he got through to her in such a way that um, she broke down. And after, there's many, many, many stories like this, but you know, the person breaks down and they really cry it all out. And then that itself was the solution. That itself, you know, became the refuah. That was the... Uh, the uh, healing that they had to go through was through that that process of opening up. But as long as they were closed, they weren't able to get anywhere. So th- this whole issue of opening and closing, we know in the, the Broch of Yashar Yotzer, we say, we're talking about the opening and closing of the various channels and the valves and all that stuff. It's, it's, it's a, it's, this is crucial. If, if something that is supposed to be open is closed and something that's closed is, is uh, supposed to be closed is open, uh, the, the uh, man cannot function. I mean, nothing can function. And uh, this is true in all aspects of nature, that there's a, a very, very big uh, problem if something is inappropriately closed or open. So this is something that we have to think about very, very seriously. Is Are we in control of that, and are we very often closing ourselves off to things that would be extremely beneficial to us, or opening ourselves up to certain things which are really very dangerous for us? And uh, this is, can be applied in, in, in very various levels of, of life. Um, and a person can go for a very long time uh, opening up to certain things that are dangerous for them and closing themselves to things that would be very healing for them. Um, and I think specifically in the area of our relationships, um, both human relationships and our relationships to Hashem, um, there are things that we inappropriately um, close ourselves to because we don't feel that they are Shaykh to us, they're not. They're not something that we could handle, or something that we're uh, we, we're deserving of, or whatever. Um, and really, if we would see that, you know, see certain opportunities to open up to certain things, uh, we might find out that really we've uh, disqualified or, or, or turned away from some things that could, could really help us a great deal. We also see that the Avera itself of Lashon Hara, of, uh, of not being careful how we speak to others and about others, uh, shows 
an insensitivity, which is also a uh, a symptom or a result of being blocked, of uh, being closed to the feelings of others and how we affect others with the way we speak to them and the way we speak about them. You know, the all the good that we can do by using excuse me, using uh, speech powerfully, uh, rather positively, is, um, you know, very, very, very significant in the way people are affected. And when we close ourselves off to others and their feelings and the way they react to us and to the things, we, you know, we say about them, whatever, um, that is uh, really what results in in that kind of insensitivity. If we uh, if we are sensitive, then we simply wouldn't do something like that because we would realize that, you know, this this has this can't be taken lightly, and uh, we're really open to how we affect others. So that's one aspect of it. Um, another aspect of it is um, the fact that this, in a spiritual sense, the damage that's done. Is it goes very very deep and uh, into higher spheres as well. That's why we have to invoke the involve the uh, participation of the coin, because the coin is the representative of Hashem in this matter. And the fact that uh, you know we could try to uh, make amends for our the damage that we you know do in this world uh there are damages that we're doing in other worlds as well and that's the kind of thing that's the domain of the uh, of the coin to take care of i saw also in the uh, orioka from the ramaki also uh, brings down this concept of you know why do we need specifically these physical things um uh, you know, uh, aspects of the purification process with the azoiv and uh, you know different uh, different tzomeach uh, uh, things that that grow and uh, this whole this whole uh, physical process that has to be gone through to purify side the the uh, if, if if there's tzuras found on a house or found on found on a, on a, on a uh, article of clothing or or on the body itself uh, that whole purification process involves physical things that don't seem to be related to it but what he uh, emphasizes there is that everything that exists in the world whether it's uh, inanimate or animate or vegetable or you know animal whatever it is uh, everything has it correlates to something in the spiritual world as well so the whole concept of ritual in general is to take physical objects that represent or, or uh, that are connected to uh, things in higher worlds and we can manipulate those through our manipulation of the physical corresponding physical things in this world um so that's uh so that you know through going this particular process we're uh, we're creating change and and healing so to speak in higher realms as well as down here so that it becomes a complete type of uh tshuva and um and uh, correction for the Avera. Um, the other thing is also ca- a kind of a, a carryover from last week when we were talking about the uh, dedication of the Mishkan and how Hashem revealed himself there and everyone became uh, aware of Hashem's presence and their being in Hashem's presence. And um, I just become myself very, very uh, aware of this uh, concept that when we open ourselves 
again, the concept of opening, and, and you know, it's but you know, Yerushalayim, that that our awareness of Hashem is itself a, 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 an opening, a, a, a gateway to be able to uh, open ourselves to another realm of experience and a number, what is it, a different uh, dimension of existence, basically, when a person really feels that he's not alone at all, everywhere, anywhere, that Hashem is always, he's always in the Daladamas of Hashem, he's always, you know, Hashem is always present in his life and watching him and caring for him and, and, and you know, uh, uh, in being involved and participating in every moment of his life. So to the extent that we're able to realize that that is true, you know, to accept that as a reality is one thing, but then to actually feel it, Bashas Maisa, you know, as we're going through our lives on a daily basis is something that we really have to um, be uh, be attuned to and to open ourselves up to because it's something that is not, uh, a lot of people, you know, either don't take it seriously or don't really think that they're capable or on the level to be able to, you know, accept that as part of their, their reality, and they're just kind of closed to that whole thing. And that is a, a solution for so many problems that we have, whether it goes, whether it's in terms of, of depression, <clears throat> loneliness, uh, boredom, uh, conceit, you know, arrogance. It, it's, 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 uh, it is the Possibly the most important fundamental of, of of Jewish existence and really universally existence. I mean, I remember my mother Lishalim, uh, suffered with with uh, for about ten years, and she uh, openly expressed that she really felt that like Hashem was at, at her bedside, you know, which gave her tremendous. Um, um, which gave her, her tremendous support in the way she dealt with her disease, but also to the point where she was able to give chizik to other people that came to her because she, this was just a, a fundamental part of her experience of life. And her, her yard is coming up next week. Anyway, um, but anyway, this, this is some of the... Uh, the uh, uh, insights to be gained from this double parsha, because when these parshas are together, it's really a set. It goes together because the the the, uh, the phenomenon of of, of uh, tzuras is discussed in parshas uh, tzuria, and then it goes on to explain how to get out of it. You know, what's the solution for that in parsha nesoyer, which is also called parsha tahara. At any rate, um, I think there's a great deal we can gain from that, and even though it seems to be kind of irrelevant today because this, it just simply doesn't exist uh, anymore in its, uh, in its physical form, but it is something to be taken very seriously in terms of uh, what we can learn from it.